0: I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series?
1: One, Who will survive? Two,
2: three. Means nothing. nothing. means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm
0: talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream Give you a show like you have never ever seen before, why? Because I can.
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 22.5 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountis. Please excuse the poor audio quality on this little intro here. This isn't going to be a full show this week. I didn't have time to record one for you guys, but I did want to get one out because there's an awesome show coming up tomorrow uh, in suburban Chicago in Berwyn, Illinois, called Rise. It's got some great up-and-coming stars as well as some established stars, and I got a chance to interview a couple of those women wrestlers uh, over the past several weeks. Uh, first up is going to be Delilah Doom, and after that's going to be Angel Dust, and you can follow Delilah Doom on Twitter at Delilah underscore Doom and Angel Dust at AngelDust06. You could follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast and find us on SoundCloud or iTunes under Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, if maybe you saw either Delilah or Angel Dust tweet out that this was going to be here today. What we do every week is we love to focus on the positive stuff about pro wrestling. We're all fans and it's easy to complain about stuff we don't like, but at the end of the day, there's all stuff we love about it and that's the stuff we focus on. Uh, If you want to ever send us a note, ppwpodcast at gmail.com, or always, again, shoot us a note on Twitter at ppwpodcast for any show topics you want to hear or any maybe indie wrestlers you want us to interview, anything like that. Uh, Again, this is just a quick show, and I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to play the first one here. This is Delilah Doom from a few weeks back. And after Delilah, I'll come back for a second, and then we'll go right into Angel Dust. So uh, thanks, guys. Here's Delilah. All right, guys, we're going to go down to San Antonio, Texas, for an awesome guest we have this week on the PPW Podcast, Miss Delilah Doom. Delilah, how are you?
2: Hi. I'm a little beat up, but I'm fabulous. How are you doing? <laughs>
1: I'm doing good. Uh, for those who don't know, this past weekend, Delilah was at uh, Sabotage Wrestling down in Texas, and we're recording on Sunday right now. So, Saturday night, she had a, a rough night, but it looked like you came, came out on top.
2: I did, yes. I came out victorious.
1: Good. Uh, yes, I know a lot of you guys probably know Delilah Doom, but probably has different names because uh, she was on WWE TV a couple of times. Uh, end of last year and the beginning of this year, she was famous for being thrown off the top rope from <laughs> Nia Jax onto the floor. So um, that's at uh, first, honestly, where I, I saw you. And then a couple of my listeners, um, Javier down in Texas, said, hey, check her out. I saw I started a few indie shows. She's a ton of fun. And then I saw you and noticed the Robin Sparkles entrance theme song. Yes, and all the other stuff. So, and I was and a quick funny story about that with the how I met your mother reference. So, at my office, my boss likes to say general updates, and I'll constantly do a salute to myself and have to remind me. Oh, not everyone gets the general general joke. So I'm glad someone else is out there that would have gotten it. General updates. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, That's
2: awesome.
1: Uh, you could you guys could follow delilah on twitter uh just search delilah doom i think are you at underscore delilah doom or anywhere?
2: yes there's an underscore thrown in there
1: yeah did someone else have the actual delilah doom do you have to steal the underscore
2: i think so it was i don't it was a couple years ago when i made the twitter but i'm pretty sure yeah i had to i had to throw that in there or oh. i'd have to make a weird some weird name
1: <laughs> so we just get started with this so what made you want to become a wrestler Were you were a fan when you were a kid did start later in life like Tell me, I guess, your story of how you ended up where you're at today.
2: Um, So I started watching wrestling when I was about 10 years old. A group of my friends at the time, friends like we we're little youngings, yeah. they're like, hey, do you want to come over and watch wrestling? And I was like, oh, is that what the cool kids are doing? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Well,
1: I can assure you the cool kids were not watching wrestling. I can assure you that.
2: <laughs> no way. Don't. Everybody that watches wrestling is totally cool and that's awesome. That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> definitely true. But uh, I just remember um, – I, I saw a match with with China, and so as a ten year old girl, I see this badass, independent, strong woman competing with men. So, you know, young me was like, "Oh my goodness! Like, I want to do that." Mm-hmm. And so, um, I watched wrestling for a couple. You know, growing up into into high school, I was a huge fan. Uh, there was a well, like chaotic wrestling used to come around um, where I lived. Where, you, where, are you, where are you
1: from, by the way? Where did, where did you start? Where, where did this watching wrestling start? What part of the country?
2: Um, well, technically, I'm from San Dimas, California.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> but saw
2: no, that. Uh, <laughs> um, Massachusetts. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so Chaotic Wrestling, you know, toured around there. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just told myself, since from the age of 10, I just told myself, I'm going to be a wrestler when I grow up. I'm going to be a wrestler. And, you know, uh, as you get older... Wrestling is not the cool thing to be watching, nor is it the cool thing to want to do. So I I, I got out of it for a couple of years, just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to fit in. But I still, I was researching wrestling schools. My parents wouldn't let me go. They were like, no, you're not going to be a wrestler. You're going to go to college.
1: Yeah, like a a normal person.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I pretty much, it it got, you know, put on the back burner. But whenever somebody would ask me, you know, what is, you know, what is your secret dream in life? It'd be like, I still want to be a wrestler. But fast forward to when I moved to Texas um, about four years ago, my first week in living in Austin, a friend of mine took me to a, an indie show. They took me to ACW, and it just happened to be their uh, Queen of Queens Joshi tournament. So it was all female-based, and uh, I was there watching the show, and I was like, I still want to do this. Like That that fire, that passion in me, just it lit back up. I'm like, I still want to do this. So I immediately talked to some of the wrestlers after the show, and then they pointed me in the right direction on where to train.
1: And here we are now. Well, that I, that's awesome because it's. I guess it's a good story because okay, you kind <clears> of <throat> somewhat put it behind you, and then as fate would have it, you were at a random show, and now you ended up training to yeah. be a wrestler. Who did? I, yeah. <laughs> I think it says in your in your Twitter profile you're the Funaki Dojo. Is that where you started, or did you graduate to that?
2: Um, so I originally started training at uh, AAPW in Austin, Texas. Uh, I trained there for a couple of months. And then um, I trained with Paul London for a few months uh, mm-hmm. at that same school. He just ran a night class. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, between my work schedule and, you know, a few of my friends that I met in wrestling who lived in San Antonio, they're like, you should come check out, you know, Funaki's dojo. He, he's, he actually runs it. It's Funaki. I'm like, okay. So I went down one day and um, decided that I was going to switch uh, to training there just for personal reasons. And so at the time I was living in Austin. I was driving – Every morning Austin and san antonio um, I'd have to wake up around like six a m to get there to beat the traffic. I would work out with Funaki just me and him just doing like uh, cardio and weight lifts for an hour and then we'd do uh, class from um ten thirty to twelve thirty I'd get back in my car, drive back to Austin, get ready and go to work. yeah I did that every day for almost a year and a half before I moved to I just made the move to, to San Antonio because <laughs> that drive gets annoying. <laughs>
1: When you first started training, because you are the queen of aerobic style, so you say, <laughs> were you, was this, and this is a serious question, I guess, too, because when you started, were you somewhat like in shape? Were you like inactive an and just exercising? Or it was just, okay, I'm just your average person. Now I'm going to start wrestling? Because I'm just curious how that went.
2: Um, I've always done uh, athletics throughout my whole life. So growing up, I, I did basketball, lacrosse, cross country. Um, so, you know, working out in, in sports was has been in my blood since i was young so um when i started wrestling i was you know i was working out yeah. um I, I did p90x in like insanity and like those type of workouts mm-hmm. i got a, a gym membership uh, when i moved to austin but i definitely you know my my workouts have changed wrestling you know it's a whole different different animal so yeah
0: um
2: definitely you know I, I was it was in shape but you know not like cardio master or anything so uh you know with wrestling i kind of altered how how i worked out to you know be able to run you know be in the ring Mm -hmm. and do matches it's you know it's like i said it's you can be in the best shape of your life but when you take that and you actually put it into the ring like it's it's a whole different world
1: yeah and that's something i've heard before talking with with you know, wrestlers around here in the Chicago area too, is after shows, you know, I'll ask them. I'll, I, one of the things though, I'm genuinely curious about a lot too, because I've never done it is, you know, how long did it take where you felt like, okay, I'm not dying when I'm doing this? You know, because I, they, all, they all have the same story. Like the first time I hit the ropes, it felt like, you know, yeah. I, was, I was smashed into a wall. And yep. like, like, it looks like they give, but, but they don't. And, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so what was that like for you? Like, was it initial shock? Like, Hey, I'm in shape. I can do this now. Oh man, this is a lot more, I guess, intense than I thought it was.
2: Well, I, I go, I, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've talked to people and they said, you know, it's, you're probably going to quit. People, people told me I was going to quit and I would never make it. And that was kind of a driving point, but yeah, like, hitting the ropes it, it hurts like i have pictures from when i first started training and my entire back and side completely bruised mm-hmm. for like a good month two months three months until your body gets conditioned and calloused to the ropes and then you know falling on the ring that that's still sometimes it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a shock sometimes but you know after a while you just you don't even you just get used to it i guess so, i
1: guess this is Fast forwarding a little bit because now you're you're an active wrestler and you're, you're working pretty regularly, it seems like, at least on the weekends with, with shows, specifically in Texas. And you've come up to Chicago. I think you're back up here again in July. Yes, I am. So I'll definitely yeah. see you there at the Berwyn <laughs> Center. That's just down the road. Not but pretty close to where I live, so I'll definitely be able to check Yay. that out. Are
2: awesome.
1: you, I guess we'll skip, are you on Rise and Shimmer or just on the Rise show?
2: So um, I'm actually making my Shimmer debut.
1: Okay. So Great.
2: I'm so excited. So I'll be at Rise and then. Um, Do you know do
1: you know if oh, you're sorry. doing? Um, no, I'm, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Do you know if you're doing both nights of Shimmer or just one?
2: I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm on both nights.
1: Okay, good, good. Yep. So
2: I'm, I'm super. This has been on my my wrestling bucket list since mm-hmm. I started to be on, to, to make it to Shimmer. So I'm just I'm super stoked and just so excited.
1: Well, good. That, that's something extra to look forward to because I'll we'll talk more about dates in specific at the end of the interview. But I I, I kind of jump back and forth as the subject comes. Yeah, up. Oh no, you're good. Um, no. <laughs> when the matches I've seen of you on YouTube, not just like you in a squash match on, on raw or SmackDown, it seems like you get tossed around a lot. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> your body kind of flails a lot, but it looks, I guess, very believable and very awesome to see. Is that something when you were training there, like, look, you're smaller. You should probably be this type of wrestler or is just kind of figured out as you go. Um,
2: Funaki kind of just, you know, doesn't make you do one way or the other. I just, uh, I know I'm smaller, so yeah. When I when I wrestle bigger girls, I kind of, you know, I'm a, I'm aware that them tossing me is gonna be great.
0: But mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you know, I like training different styles. I like you know, lucha, you know, mat wrestling, high flying. I like a little bit, you know, knowing how to do everything. That yeah. way, I'm prepared.
1: Yeah, and I think that's good, too, because you never know where you're going to end up, or especially with indie shows. From what I've heard from people that I know. It's like, oh, this guy didn't show up. You're going to work with this person now type of yeah. thing. So it's good that you got that stuff. So how long were you training before you had your first match in front of a live crowd?
2: Not long enough.
1: <laughs> Are you happy about that or no?
2: I mean, it it is what it is, but definitely um, I think I was only supposed to... Uh, seven months in mm-hmm. and I had my first match at a show
1: <laughs> and in front of paying customer, paying people there too, right? Yes. And I'm by the tone of your voice. I've obviously never seen this match by the tone of your voice. It doesn't sound like you're too happy about how the match went.
2: Oh no. I mean, it, it was your standard, you know, girls first match. Okay. You know, I, um, so I did a tag, so I had two shows like in the same kind of time period, so my very first show, uh, it was a tag match. So it actually, you know, went didn't go. It went pretty good for my first match ever because it was a tag match. Because I was working, I was with Jessica James and then Angel Blue and JoJo Bravo. So uh, that went that went really really well. My first singles match, which was like a week or two later, I just yeah, it went. <laughs> It's what it was. Yes, exactly. It happens.
1: Well, what's one of your f- better matches? Like, what's a f- what's a highlight match for you so far in your in your career? Because you're relatively, you've been working for a few years, but we're still in the scheme of wrestling. It's relatively, you're relatively new, I guess. Um, so, what's one of your favorites that you've had so far?
2: Oh gosh,
1: it doesn't have oh, to be goodness. the favorite. You know, I'm not going to put you in that spot, but one of your favorites.
2: Um. Well, this isn't your typical match, but I I did a a San Dimas street fight rules match with Angelus Lane. So that was my first ever kind of like hardcore match. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, but, but the story that went along with it, it was the ending of a feud and it was just, um, I don't know. I just, the storytelling and the, the, you know, closing of that feud, it just, it hits it was just, it was a lot, you know, a lot of work that we put into building up the story and then that match was the blow off and it was just a lot of fun um a lot like very emotional and it was definitely one of my favorites i will say that
1: you mentioned at the beginning when you first started watching wrestling like oh here's china here's someone that sticks out from everybody else and i have a, a daughter now a two-year-old almost two-year-old daughter and i'm interested to see like who because she i have wrestling on the background she watches it and she has her favorites in, in that, and i'm interested to see who she kind of gravitates towards Yay. and it, it's 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 Pretty awesome. She's a big fan of Becky Lynch. I think it's because of her hair and all that. And I think she likes her theme <laughs> song because it has one word, so she can sing her theme song. Oh. So I think she likes that too. Um, and honestly, it's it's become more and more important to me um, to make it sure she can pick what she wants to do. Like she doesn't have to wear all pink if she wants to. Great, but um, That's awesome. what? Yeah. So because she has like a pink jumpsuit with blue Avengers shoes, so she gets to pick whatever she wants to wear. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, she's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so, besides China, was there anyone, not necessarily in WWE, but anywhere when you were starting to watch wrestling, this is a type of female wrestler that I look up to, because as, as much as it's getting a lot closer to the guys and the girls being on the same level, it's not quite there yet. So, is there someone who's like, I want to model my career after this wrestler? Um, when i when
2: I was when I was young, when I was ten, watching wrestling, like honestly. It was China. The rest, I didn't really like anybody else. I, like Molly Holly is one of my favorites now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> but, you know, when I stopped watching wrestling, it was kind of, I you know, it was mostly because they were doing, like, a lot of bra and panties matches. The girls weren't actually right. wrestling. Right, And so now, like, when I started training a couple of years ago, that's when I really I really got into, like, independent wrestling. And so Sarah Del Rey is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Portia Perez. um my goodness, uh, I love Alundra Blaze. She's one of my <clears throat> one of my favorites. Like my wrestling character, I kind of model after Lunda Blaze. Um, but and now I, I watch a lot of like I like Bailey uh, for yeah. current stuff. Bailey's my one of my favorites. I think mm-hmm. she's an amazing wrestler and her. I mean her characters were kind of similar character wise. Very yeah. positive. Very very uh,
1: woo. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just I wish when I was younger I. I knew more about independent wrestling mm-hmm. because I think it would have given me more to look up to versus what's on TV. All
1: yeah, there what's tripping. happening? What's <laughs> happening on WWE and to a lesser extent like Ring of Honor? Because Ring of Honor is somewhat limited in their television if you get them or not. But it yeah. seems like like the women are being put on equal platforms, and it may seem to people that this has just happened all of a sudden. But it was pretty much building and building and building up with all these girls wrestling. And smaller promotions, they getting to NXT and then brought up. So this was building for a while, and I'm really glad that they went with it. And yeah. it's it's honestly like it's something that my wife got into wrestling too because of the women they're featuring now. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like I, I'm becoming a lot more sensitive self ever since I had a daughter because I want her to be who she wants to be, not what people. No, you have to watch like ponies. No, if you want to play hockey, go ahead, do what you want to do, type of thing.
2: That's that's so awesome.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I'm glad that someone else hears that too. Um, I got to tell my sister to stop buying her crowns and princess stuff. Like she, pick, pick, if she wants it, that's great. Do what she wants. Um, speaking of where they're at now, what is kind of your end goal? Do you want to be in WWE someday? Do you want to be in New Japan? Do you want to be stay an independent wrestler and live kind of like a gypsy for the rest of your life? What do you want to do?
2: Um, I mean, honestly, I just I love wrestling so much, and so my my ultimate goal is just to be able to wrestle. And just have that be, you know, how I pay my bills, yeah. and how I, you know, how I live. So if it's just being an independent wrestler and I am able to, you know, make a name for myself where I can do that, that's awesome. I would love to go to WWE. Um, that's definitely a goal of mine, especially, you know, being being there and being in the ring and, you know, getting those experiences I've had. It's like a little taste of, oh my gosh, like I, this is, I want this, I want mm-hmm. this more. Mm-hmm. Um, were those the biggest I,
1: I, crowds you were in front of at the time in your career oh
2: yeah <laughs> especially when they told me I had to cut a promo when I when I worked with Nia Jax uh-huh. that was probably one of the scariest moments ever because it was on live TV and I had to cut like it was so nerve-wracking <laughs> well
1: I've watched it obviously recently since then and you did a really good job with it because you were supposed to look terrified and nervous <laughs> slash confident and you pulled that off so good job
2: yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, WWE definitely on my definitely one of my goals. But uh-huh. I would love to go to Japan. Um, I really want to work for Stardom one day, mm-hmm. or just Europe. Like, if I can just travel with wrestling, like I said, and and just have that, you know, be my life. Whether I make it. Make it to WWE or not, as long as I'm wrestling, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, as long, it sounds like, as long as, like you said, if you're a wrestler and you can pay the bills and that's your career, then you're happy, which I think is yeah. awesome. I think that's the good attitude to have because it'll probably, you'll end up where you end up based on how the cards fall and, you know, it might be a, a lucky opportunity one day or who knows, you'll be the biggest thing ever. You never know. <laughs> um, for your immediate future, you meant, we, we already talked about in July, you're coming back to Chicago for, Uh, rise and the shimmer shows anything else like immediate coming up for you
2: um so let's see uh this friday i am wrestling for heavy metal wrestling here in san antonio So
1: that's the Um, may 19th
2: may 19th yep Yep. so i'm tagging up with uh actually one of my oh sorry my dog's working (laughs) that's (laughs) one of my uh dojo brothers it's me and dylan divine versus miss Alley cat and cody crash so some tag team action there which is cool um and then on may 20th i am actually having another sabotage uh title defense in laredo for laredo wrestling alliance mm-hmm. against shelly martinez so that's really cool
1: so you've got a lot of stuff at least coming in the next like two weeks you're pretty much booked <laughs> on
2: yeah um and then um i'm defending uh i'm one half of the inspire tag champions with davy vegas so we have a title defense for Inspire Pro Wrestling on May 28th okay. against uh, Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae, which I'm really excited about.
1: Do you, are you pretty much sticking to Texas? Or you're like, I'll go wherever I can afford to to go to, type of thing.
2: I want to go everywhere. Get yeah. me out of Texas, <laughs> please. People book me. Bring some aerobics to your show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the like I said the uh the entrance theme song and the the positive energy and the the uh, hilarious aerobic style which is the next question I want to get into. So how did that come up? Is this like the real life you like I love 80s, you know, pop culture stuff, so I want to bring it into wrestling or is this just a character for you?
2: No, it's pretty much it's me. Just turned <laughs> it's turned up a little mm-hmm. bit, but when I started training um I I love 80s pop culture and I used to wear leg warmers to training and somebody, uh, one of of the guys I was training with was like, you should just, you know, do like an 80s gimmick, you know, it's you pretty much. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like, duh. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's not anything. No one's doing it right now either.
2: I, I, I don't mean if someone is, sorry.
1: <laughs> just, or just stop doing it, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: But no, I mean, I, I honestly, I love Richard Simmons. I really do. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up and my friend's mom would have, sweating with the oldies on. And yep. I, I, you know, his his positivity and, you know, he wants people to love themselves and just be the best they can be. That, that's that's how I feel too. So that's why Richard Simmons is a huge, you know, inspiration
1: to me. me. To yeah. <laughs>
2: But no, I, love, I love everything 80s. I love neon colors. And so it's just me. It is me.
1: <laughs> and I think that's why it comes across so genuine then when I'm seeing it. Because it's, it, it's hard, I guess, to, to be on all the time. And every, and every wrestling video I've seen of you, you're, you're on in that, in that 80s, everybody happy, <laughs> smile, let's have an awesome match type of thing. Uh, how did you end up, this is jumping back forth a little bit, how did you even end up getting on WWE TV those couple times?
2: Um, honestly, I have, I have Funaki to thank okay. for that. Um, you know, cause when they come around, you know, WWE brings in extra talent mm-hmm. and you know, whether you get used or not, it, it, you know, it's all up in the air as to what they need a, an actual, um, worker to, for them to use. But so that was my, when I was with Naya, that was my third time being backstage mm-hmm. And so the other two times they didn't have anything for um any of us, which it's still even just being there uh is awesome, whether yeah. you get you or yeah. not.
1: Were both times T V tapings too? Yes. Okay.
2: Um, and so third time around, uh, it was me and another girl, my uh my friend Allie Cat, she's awesome too, everyone check out Allie Cat. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> yeah. you know, uh so we were the only girls and I was I'm smaller than her, so they had us kind of roll around in the ring, and I, I got – it was my lucky day.
1: <laughs> now, this so. the this, the moment in the match when you're up on, on the top ring rope and get pushed to the floor, was that something like, okay, you told them, hey, I can do this? Or was this like a suggestion type of thing for the match?
2: Um, Fit Finley asked me if I'd be okay doing it, mm-hmm. and I just, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to – I don't know. I'm not going to be like, oh, no. Well,
1: so – well they obviously liked you because you got called back uh a little bit later
2: yeah so that i got to go backstage again and for smackdown they they needed someone for carmilla and same thing i was the smallest of the girls that were there was me and alley cat again alley cat i love you so much (laughs) 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 Um, and so
1: i'm sure she'll get her time on there too
2: she will she's she's so great i love her people she's alley cat
1: I'm not sure if you know this, but she's pretty much the one you have the most matches with online for people to see.
2: Yes, we're, we're kind of married.
1: <laughs> uh, like I said at the beginning before we start recording, one of the reasons I started the show was I like to stay positive about wrestling. Of course, there's stuff that none of us, some of us don't like, whether it be smaller shows, big shows, WWE, whatever it is. But we're all fans at the end of the day, so I wanted to focus on the, some of the positive stuff on that. Uh, yes. I sent you an email and asked you this. I don't know if you have one ready or not. But I always like to ask guests, like, what's a fun wrestling story that is kind of out of the ordinary from either when you grew up or training or current? Anything like a fun random story. The reference I always use is when I was in second grade, I was getting picked on the bus, but I wore a Hulk Hogan hat one day and then I got a bunch of friends. So that's okay. kind of... Yeah, it. <laughs> and I've tried to find that hat and it's like $100 on eBay now. So I'm a little kind of bummed. I, I can't Oh, wow. Afford, <laughs> yeah, I should have held on to it. But do you have any fun random stories from when you were a kid or anything even more recent yeah. than
2: that? Um. So I I have two little cool little stories. Great. So Let's one hear them. of them it's kind of embarrassing but
1: well, nothing's more embarrassing <laughs> than making friends over a Hulk Hogan's painter's hat, so uh, <laughs>
2: I don't know. It depends on how you look at the okay. I guess. okay. But, you know, when I was when I was younger and I was in the wrestling, me and a bunch of my guy friends decided we were gonna backyard wrestle. Sure. So
1: As you do. <laughs> as as you do.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so um for for a little bit of time I was a, a backyard wrestler when I was about maybe thirteen and we I, I can't remember what we called our our ours, federation. Ours but. was the
1: EWF, Extreme Wrestling Federation, because we uh, were super we were super original. But we <laughs> we also we we drew, drew the F into the W because we were smart like that.
2: Oh wow that's hardcore man. <laughs> we
1: were, we were. We could only wrestle when it snowed out, so it was soft when we landed.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Go ahead. I'm we sorry. had we had a trampoline, so uh huh so we had trampolines, and um, my friend's yard that we did this in had, like, broken down cars, so we were, like, jumping off the cars and mm-hmm. uh, ladders and all that good stuff. But I, I was the little devil when I came out to um, that song, ooh, ah, 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 down, down with, with the... T-
1: by Disturbed, yeah. Down With The Sickness. Okay, so that's 2000, 2001, you're into it.
2: <laughs> so that that's... I, someone has the videos, and I've been trying to track them down, just...
1: Of your entrance because... of Down with the Sickness. you got to do
2: So, one day, I will finally find these videos, and it'll be funny to watch. But... <laughs>
1: <laughs> your... So, that's
2: that. Okay,
1: what's your next story? <laughs>
2: um, so, uh, in New England, there's this thing called Spooky World, and it's you know, a Halloween attraction, big park. Everyone likes to go to the haunted houses, but when... One day, my friend invited me to go, and I turned. I found out that the Hardy Boys were actually doing an autograph signing, and I loved the Hardy Boys so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I was like, yes, I want to go to Spooky Road with you guys. And the second we got there, I was like, see ya, and I bolted and got in line, and I waited for about two or three hours. Mm-hmm. Instead of going and doing all the fun stuff, I waited in line to meet the Hardy Boys, That's... and I started bawling my eyes out, and... <laughs> They were like, no pictures, no pictures, just autographs. But mm-hmm. I'm standing there. I have my Hardy Boys little logo written on my on my hand. And mm-hmm. I'm just crying because I'm just so happy. And, and Matt's like, no, let her take a picture with us. She's crying, for God's sake. So I got to get my picture taken with Matt and Jeff Hardy. And it was like the best thing ever for eighth grade me. <laughs>
1: Do you still have the picture?
2: Oh, yeah, it's framed hanging up in my hallway.
1: Well, the goal now, then, is to make it WWE soon, show them the picture, and have them tweet it out or autograph it for you.
2: Oh, that's even, that, That's great. I like that idea. <sighs>
1: well, before we wrap up the interview, you got anything else you want to talk about? Any, like, stories or anything? I mean, we talked about what you have coming up. Um, I've got it in front of me here. So when you come to Chicago, it's actually in Berwyn, Illinois, just outside of the city. So Rise is July 7th, and then the 8th and the 9th is going to be Shimmer Wrestling. Um, yeah. So you guys can check that out for tickets. The website's kind of goofy. It's like wrestlingpipeline.com Um <laughs> But I'll tweet the link out at um, rise D T W A is the Twitter handle. Um, I'll definitely tweet out closer to when it's here too, but I'll definitely be there. So we'll touch base when you, when you're in town.
2: Yay. But I guess yeah. I,
1: anything else you got coming up or fun? Do you want to want to touch base or plug or anything like that before we wrap up? Um, uh, I
2: don't, follow me on on my social medias i have instagram facebook you can find me under delilah doom simmons Mm -hmm. and uh my twitter um i'll be in california uh in july for aws on july 29th and then again in august for sabotage Mm -hmm. um yeah I guess. You, go go you. check out my my pro wrestling tea store or my what a maneuver store mm-hmm. where you can pick up my shirts and be a proud doomy. i love all my fans you guys are so awesome and i couldn't i wouldn't be here without any of you guys so thank you so much for everyone's support
1: yeah everybody wants your classic 80s pop culture shirts you could wear it ironically or unironically Doomies never <laughs> die or doom 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 um i'm sure you'll have the shirts at all the shows for the people too right
2: yeah, I have, a, uh, I have a good collection. I have so much merch right now. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> well, we'll, so. we'll work on getting you uh, get some help out there. But, guys, uh, you could follow her on Twitter at Delilah underscore Doom, and she's on social media, Instagram, all the same stuff, Delilah Doom Facebook page. And then for YouTube, if you want to see any of her matches that don't end in a minute and a half, uh, <laughs> go go look on YouTube, search Delilah Doom, and there's promos. There's also videos that looks like a, a couple years old of you recreating the Let's Go to the Mall music video. Yep. If you want to check that out as well, so I'm, I I could tell how happy I was like once I saw that because I'm like oh my god this and I show my wife because we watched the show together and we're like oh this is hilarious and and then she's like and when I told her I'm like yeah she's gonna come on interview. she's like wait her the one we saw on the show I'm like gosh, yeah. like that's amazing so
2: oh that's so awesome thank you guys so much
1: yeah, she's oh. a big fan of yours but. Uh, thanks again so much for coming on, guys. Seriously, check out uh, Delilah Doom at Delilah underscore Doom, and she'll tweet out all of her upcoming shows if she's in your area. Or if you happen to know anyone that wants to need a girl to come wrestle, shoot her a note on Twitter and uh yes! back to uh, but <laughs> thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. Thanks for Delilah. This was, you know, however many weeks ago, and she was super awesome for coming on. She tweeted out a bunch of links um, to the show for us, and there was awesome feedback because, as you guys heard, she's pretty awesome to listen to and to talk with. Follow her again, at Delilah underscore Doom. Shoot her on Twitter, follow her on Twitter. I really think that at some point soon you're going to see her in a major promotion. Uh, Next up is going to be Angel Dust, and she is in the main event at the Rise show tomorrow in Berwyn. Again, it's tomorrow, July 7th, in Berwyn, Illinois, I'll rise follow them on Twitter and Angel Dust. She's at Angel Dust Zero Six. She'll be tweeting all about the show. She's in a dog collar match in the main event, which she talks about a little bit here as well. She talks about her ten years in the wrestling business, and we didn't get to her potential transition into Zoe, and we'll see where that goes with her. And I'm guessing we'll see something tomorrow night at this show. But uh, here you go, guys. Here's Angel Dust. So we got Angel Dust online. How are you doing today?
3: Not too bad. How are you?
1: Doing good. Thanks so much for coming on. I already mentioned you guys. You could follow her on Twitter at AngelDust06. And I already talked about the big upcoming main event she has at the Rise Show in Chicago on July 7th. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, But first, just wanted to get to know you a little bit. Um, You've been a wrestler, it looks like, what, for about 10 years now?
3: Yep, yep. Just hit 10 years back in February.
1: So... I always like to ask people this, especially people that are professional wrestlers is when did you first become a fan? What was the moment where you were like flipping through the TV or a magazine? You're like, Oh, this kind of caught my eye.
3: You know, almost everyone has a good story for that. And I really don't. Um, I remember my mom, uh, watched it when we were younger and because she was so drawn into it, I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever reason she was. But, uh, once I started watching it, I literally could not stop watching wrestling. Um, you know, back when I was younger, it was mostly WWE mm-hmm. Monday Night Raw and stuff. But uh, now that I've I've started, I literally want nothing to do with anything else besides wrestling.
1: <laughs> what? So, what year was this? Like, what 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 era are we talking?
3: Uh, probably early to mid '90s okay. uh, when I started. So.
1: So right before the right before the big Attitude era, boom! When wrestling right. became cool, it's interesting yeah. that you started at a time when wrestling wasn't the cool thing to watch. <laughs> That's when I was really into it too, in like '93 through '95, and then all of a sudden, if you you had this experience when the Attitude era and the Monday Night Wars was going on, all of a sudden, like I became the person to ask information to because I was always a wrestling fan. So my right, friends right. who got in would ask that too, and if you had that as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, here and there, I did. Yeah.
1: What were some of your favorites growing up? Were you drawn to any of the, the women wrestlers? I know at that time it was kind of slim pickings, particularly in the WWF. But, or were you, or were there any any wrestlers at all that you were drawn to that were your favorites?
3: Uh, I mean, at that point, it was literally anything and everything wrestling. Um, again, mm-hmm. I, I guess I can't really say anything and everything because it was really um, mostly you know the WWF back then. Well, that's what you had it access
1: to, right? That's what you had access to.
3: Right. Exactly. Not so much WCW when it became a big hit you know, during the Monday Night Wars and so forth, mm-hmm. um, but definitely um, Shawn Michaels is, is will forever be my my favorite. Um, I guess I, I more going back to I remember more along the lines of the Attitude Era and so forth when it comes to wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. um, my favorites were Shawn Michaels, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Triple H, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Chris Benoit. Like you said, uh, with, with the females, for me, I was always a big athlete and sports fan and anything in that sense. So for me, I was always drawn to the guys regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, it took the, it took to get to more into the, uh, the divas, uh, I guess, so to speak, their term of, of, um, coming to like Trish Stradish and Lita. And so before I really got more into it, it wasn't necessarily a, uh, you know, a Sherry or, you know, some Mm -hmm. of those, you know, the, the earlier girls from when I was younger, but, more so the the late 90s 2000s and so on for females but definitely when it came to the guys any guy that i could watch i i just love wrestling so
1: so you're obsessed with wrestling and you're a big fan but a lot of people are are big wrestling fans what was the moment you're like all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna try to become a wrestler like was there a moment or was it just like i always want to do this i'm gonna go do it
3: i never i always knew i wanted to do it i didn't know how i didn't know what the process was i didn't I mean even when I first started figuring things out slowly about indie wrestling that it took it took time for me to kind of to kind of figure out where to go and and what to figure out and what to do um I knew I wanted to I didn't know how um but it was it was either I I I was literally just thinking a little bit ago like if it wasn't for wrestling I have no idea what I would be doing right now I don't know what career field what you know is anything sports related that I would possibly do or outside of it or I -hmm. have no idea what else I'd be doing right now if it wasn't for wrestling so I'm I'm glad I found my way into it
1: so how did you get into it who was your who was your trainers you know there's stuff online but you can never know like what's accurate and what's not so who was your trainers (laughs) who got you started and and what year was that uh
3: again when I first got into indie wrestling, so to speak. (laughs) I knew nothing about it. Um, my mom came to me one night and was like, Hey, did you see this commercial for this? Uh, I don't know what it was, but there's some wrestling promotion. I was was like, what? No, you're crazy. Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I was probably, I was in high school, um, probably ninth, 10th, eh, ninth, 10th grade. So maybe, um, and I found a commercial for Cleveland all pro wrestling. Um, JT lightning ran it at the time. um, and since then, I would stay up super late on, uh, I think it was Saturday nights, maybe. Mm-hmm. And whatever night it was, I would stay up super late just to watch this, you know, half hour to hour long episode of, of whatever this local wrestling was. Yeah. Um, and at the end, of course, there was, you know, commercials and so forth. So he had his little spiel about, you know, training and come see live wrestling and so forth. Um, so they would run their shows on Sundays, Sunday afternoons. And I, at the time, I was in the military. Um, I happened to have my my weekend drill unit was probably 20 minutes from where he ran uh, his school and where he ran his shows. Mm-hmm. So I literally went to a show. I think I think they were in the semi, the semi or the main event. I'm not. I forget I forget which one. It was pretty much the end of the show, and I walked in uh, full military uniform in my A.C.U.s. Uh-huh. Everybody literally stood there and stared at me walking in the door. It was it was actually kind of
0: awkward. <laughs> um,
3: I stood around. Uh, after the main event, um, while they were tearing down the ring, while they were tearing down chairs and tables and so forth, and I actually started helping out, waiting to figure out who this GT Lightning was and how I was going to introduce myself. Uh, I literally was shaking and nervous uh, more than anything because I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea who this guy was. I didn't know how he would take me. I didn't even know if I was allowed to be there after the show like I was, but I stuck around. I helped tear down the ring. Mm -hmm. Um, I finally found him. Um, as he was paying the, paying the boys and, um, I stood around and waited for him to take a minute to talk to me. He gave me a business card. And then, uh, a couple weeks later, I called him and went for a tryout. And since then, uh, I, it was probably, I th- I took the tryout in November of 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I think it was just after Thanksgiving. So I, um, went out there, had, had a tryout and told him I wanted to stick around. I wanted to keep doing it and i would go back i think we did like i want to say three days a week at that point um from then until february 2007 when i had my first match
1: I'm really glad you told that story, and I don't know if you realize it or not, but you're probably, your I guess, age group or wrestlers are one of the last people to kind of have to do what you did, just show up and ask, how do I become a wrestler? Because now you go online, and there's, you know, Seth Rollins has his Black and Blue Wrestling Academy, and Ring of Honor has uh, academies every few years, and even your Rise show coming up has a seminar, so people can go online and find it. You were, like, just at the end of, or the end of being able to figure it out on the internet, so that's a... Really cool story. So I hope you continue to tell that one. So I really liked hearing it. Thank Um, you. Another thing I want to ask you, you've got an inch, and this we're going to skip ahead a little bit because I I don't want to forget talking about the Rye show. You've got the match coming up. It's the main event. It's a dog collar match for the championship there. (laughs) I was watching some a little bit on YouTube, and I don't want to, I'll let you kind of tell the story of this rivalry you're having and how it's kind of culminating in a dog collar match. And on my show today, we talked about how... The dog collar match is kind of lost a little bit, and I think there's a lot of room for it to, to move back in because there's so much you can do with it. So I guess tell the story of how this this ended up. Where oh, by the way, at this show coming up in Chicago, you're having a dog collar match.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess uh, a mix of both. It was uh, it was uh, addressed and brought up uh, kind of in that sense as uh, like, okay, like we need we have options. We need options. Where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned your opponent too I didn't
1: mention your opponent so make sure you mention her too <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, yeah Shotzi Blackheart mm-hmm. that's for the Phoenix of Rise uh, championship mm-hmm. um, so obviously you, you spoke with Kevin um, I listened to the interview it was, uh, it was really really good he's way better at speaking so I hope that my interview goes as well as his but this was definitely uh, something I looked forward to but he uh he pretty much uh kind of gave us uh, a chance to to almost choose like we had to agree that we both wanted to do this and I I figured something along lines of a uh, no disqualification or something I didn't think it would get too uh, serious but I definitely feel like the dog color match is going to be something that really uh, shows where this rivalry where this feud is going mm-hmm. um, even though it's stated as the the you know the last chance for me to get my my title so to speak uh, I regardless of the outcome which i anticipate of course getting back my title but i don't uh, i don't see this being an end by any means Mm -hmm. um i i think this is a rivalry that's going to continue on for quite some time and i actually look forward to it as for the dog collar match uh, a little nervous i guess you could you could say uh never never dealt with that i think the um the craziest match I've gotten uh, when it comes to comes terms to like gimmick matches and so forth. Mm-hmm. I've done a ladder match many, many years ago and I've, I've, man, I've wrestled guys in like hardcore, like crazy roles, um, but nothing quite like this. So I actually, I have no idea what to anticipate and how to take it. Um, I will say I hate things being t- tied around my neck like that. So it's probably oh, wow. going to be more <laughs> annoying and, and, and grueling than anything. But um, I, I, believe it or not, look forward to it and anticipate where it goes from
1: here. I'm really looking forward to it, too. And on our show day, I mentioned, we talked about the Dalekogne match, and I think the most famous one is the Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine one from Starcade 83. And I was watching it the other day, and, like, it's brutal, but there's so much you can do with it because, of, you know, right. you're you're limited, but at the same time it kind of forces you guys to to interact. You can't hide. You can't walk around the ring. So I'm really looking forward to it you you're obviously in the independent wrestling scene and it looks like you're working pretty much every weekend or as much as you can um, if you go on YouTube and type in Angel Dust make sure you type in Angel Dust wrestler if you type in Angel Dust you'll get like a bunch of rap songs yeah. <laughs> but a, a ton of matches come up from you in the past for the past couple of years who are some of your favorites that you've gotten to work with um, in the past few years that you've been in the independent scene I mean you've been on this scene for 10 years but I'm talking more recently
3: Uh, more recently, wow, I guess, uh, I haven't thought too much of it. Um, anything, anytime I get in the ring, of course, before she was, you know, signed, anything with Heidi Lovelace, I, I love being in the ring with her. Um, we, we clicked and it didn't matter what, what crowd we were in front of. It was just, it was smooth sailing. Like, I, I loved being in the ring with her. Mm Um, I think, um, probably a couple of my other tops. Um, I've, I've been in the ring a lot with some of the younger girls from the area. Um, uh, I, I don't mind getting to work with, uh, you know, some, some of the, some of the local girls as much, but, uh, I mean, I'm really trying to think. No, it's um, okay. I
1: mean, or anyone, any of your favorites it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be recent as I specific as I said, but any, any ones that you've worked with that have been some of your favorites to work with.
3: I mean, I've, I've, I mean, it's been a few years, but I, I love being in the ring with Jessica Havoc as well. Um, I, I, barely even see her much anymore, let alone, you know, happen to be on the same show or in the same ring with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with, uh, Diana Perrazzo, uh, probably, probably about two, almost three years ago now. Um, the, the first time and so far the only time. Um, and again, this was when she was still, uh, still, still breaking her way in, but it, she's very, very solid, very smooth. I, I look forward to seeing where she goes from here. Um, and even with this rivalry, I, um, I can enjoy, to a degree, being in the ring with Shotzi Blackheart. I know that there's a rivalry going on, but um, it's it's always good to be able to get into a ring, and regardless of how much you beat each other up, to be able to get in the ring with somebody and have good, solid matches. And Shotzi is another one of those girls as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking at just so people know that are in the Chicago area that why well, want to go with this. This is a pretty stacked lineup of talent uh, of wrestlers that's on the show. You've got you. You've got. Uh Delala Doom's facing Rosemary, um, let's see here, there's Hudson Envy, Kylo, Chelsea Green, Britt Baker. This is just like on the poster. So there's a ton of of talent on the show and a ton of awesome wrestling that I'm really looking forward to. Again, guys, it's July 7th in Berwin, Illinois. Um that's actually a Friday night. I think the doors open at six or seven, and the first match is eight o'clock. Um When I had Delilah Doom on a couple of weeks ago, I asked her, I was like, what are your, your goals? Like, do you want to get to the WWE? Do you want to go to Japan? And her answer was, as long as I could be a wrestler and that's my job, I'm happy. So, what are some of your long term goals? Do you want to get to TNA, WWE? Do you want to go overseas? What do you do? You want to be an independent wrestler the rest of your life? Like, what's your plan?
3: Um. I'm one to just kind of take things in stride. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess in in some form, I'm kind of in the same boat. As long as I can continue wrestling, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, I want to be able to be on a bigger scale than where I am. Not just, you know, I'm definitely glad I'm I'm a part of Shimmer and and Rise and so forth. Um, But you know, I'd love to be able to be a part of some of these other larger, you know, you know, male and female shows and these promotions. But I'm definitely looking forward to um, branching myself out and trying to go overseas. Um, I, I definitely, uh, I've sent stuff over to Stardom, um, for Japan. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go to England. I, I mean, at this point, I literally would go anywhere and everywhere. Um, I have turned down a, a booking for Mexico, but that just seemed a little, a little nerve-wracking for me. So I kind of wasn't sure the atmosphere and the area. So I wasn't taking too much of a chance, but, uh-huh. um, I, I just recently got my passport and it seems like as soon as I got it, um, three doors opened left and right and people people were contacting me and and nobody even knew that I had just gotten it it's just oh you know overseas bookings and stuff just kind of just kind of came out of nowhere um so I'm definitely trying to reach out and get to a bigger aspect a bigger scale when it comes to indie wrestling of course I you know I'd love to you know try and get signed to a ring of honor to a TNA to a WWE Mm -hmm. but um I guess it's one of those things where I've always kind of been one to so to speak like hold myself down I've, I've always been in doubt of where I could be where I should be and how I felt that I was, um, performing and, 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 going. So I'm trying to like break out of that shell and just bring myself to, uh, to, to get to these bigger and better places myself and not sit back and go, well, I want to be here, but this is why I feel like I don't belong there. Well, but I- now, so now I'm trying to just branch out and, and open myself up to these new, new horizons and try and take myself there.
1: I hope you do because I, I, I heard of you because of, of the show that's the rise shows that they were here a couple of years ago, too. But it was recommended from one of the people that listens to my show of who I, I sent a tweet out saying, hey, any indie wrestlers you guys want to hear? I'll try to get them on the show. And yours is one name that came up. So you do have fans out there that are rooting for you. Okay. So I hope that you definitely keep, appreciate that, continue for, to sure. for that. Yeah. Uh, I always ask people that come on. A fun wrestling-related story, either when they were growing up, or recently, or anything kind of goofy. And the example I give is when I was seven years old, moved to a new town. My Hulk Hogan hat made me friends with some people on the bus that were picking on me. So, do you have any fun wrestling story from when you were a kid, or from when you were even when you were an adult that maybe not might not fit into a category of your favorite match or something like that, but any type of fun wrestling story? Um, I don't
3: know about fun. I, it might be a little embarrassing. Then those, um, are, the be- those are the best. Those are the
1: best kinds. So Let's hear. <laughs>
3: I, I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, for me, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But back when I was in uh, in middle school, high school, um, I every single day. I and I still have every single T-shirt. Every single day that I went to school, I always wore a wrestling shirt. Not one day. It was very seldomly that you would not see me wearing a wrestling shirt at school. And usually, that was because of some sporting, you know, event or something that I had to wear something else. Um, I I literally any speech that I had for my speech classes. Um, any kind of school project, art project, uh, anything whatever it was yeah. anything that came out of it was always 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 wrestling um, I, I, I know I was looked at as the the weird kid that uh, always wandered around you know the little tomboy that wore clothes that were way too big and wrestling t-shirts every day but uh, I don't regret it at all and I literally still have every single t-shirt and they're all still too big I can't fit in anything isn't that so fine? they sit back in my closet <laughs> That's
1: like I, I have some old I was the same way when I was in school and like there's I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt and I found it recently. I'm like, this still fits. I'm like, I wore this in eighth grade. Why was I wearing an XL in eighth grade? But it sounds yeah. like you were the same way. Um, guys, again, follow Angel Dust on Twitter at Angel Dust06. And she will be at the upcoming Rise Show in Chicago, Illinois, July 7th. It's actually in Berwyn, Illinois, just outside of the city. Uh, are you pretty much based? I see her in Youngstown, Ohio. Is that where you kind of you work mainly out of the Midwest every weekend, or you kind of branch out wherever somebody grabs you?
0: Uh, I'm
3: more or less I'm based out here. Obviously, I'll travel anywhere. Um, But I most majority of my current uh, bookings and so forth are probably between Ohio, Pennsylvania. So yeah, Midwest and a little further east and a little further west, but pretty much this general area. Yes.
1: So I'm assuming you're driving out here in two weeks, right? Yeah, absolutely. So here's my advice. Do not, because I just came from Cleveland this past weekend. Do not, do not take 80, 90. Take 30. It says it's longer, but take it because 80, 90 is horrible right now. Don't take it.
3: I'll take your word that's for it. That's my <laughs> advice. It's,
1: your GPS is going to tell you it's an hour slower, but it's not. Trust me, that's my advice for you.
0: Uh,
1: do you got anything else you want to talk about? Any other you know, upcoming shows besides the Rise Show and the Shimmer Show coming up in Berlin that you want to talk about before we wrap up?
3: Um, I, I want to say majority of my bookings are currently uh the, pretty pretty stable, the same ones that I tend to work. But I I encourage everyone to check out not just where any place that I uh, happen to be in the ring, but check out any local indie promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in the Ohio area, check out AIW. Check out Rockstar Pro. Um, I mean there's there's places everywhere in Ohio. If you're in uh Pennsylvania, check out IWC. Check out Pro Wrestling Rampage. Um, and, and like I said, even if you're from California or Florida, check out your local new promotions. You don't understand what you will be able to see and who you'll be able to find, and just just the the crazy array of people and personalities that you'll be able to find. Like if wrestling is at a great time right now, and it's definitely a time to check it out and and keep an eye out for everybody and everything.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you, you brought that up because I was going to ask you that too. Because when we were growing up, it was pretty much what's on TV is what you got, and now it's so easy to find shows every weekend in your town, and they're a lot of fun. And normally they're like ten bucks, and the money goes straight to the to the wrestlers and Everyone's pretty much everyone I've ever met in indie show as far as the rushes go have been super accommodating and super cool to meet with people and talk with you if you have questions. So definitely check out your local shows, everybody. Uh, again, follow her on Twitter at AngelDust06. You can find Rise on Twitter for all of your info about the event, and then you, I'm guessing, will be tweeting about any upcoming shows you have or anything like that. And, yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it.
3: No problem. Thank you for having me. Okay,
1: we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. Again, thank you, Angelus, for coming on. Thank you to both these girls for coming on. You know, we're not obviously a huge show. We do have our fans, and you guys actually suggested these two wrestlers to come on. And I reached out, and they were super awesome, and definitely, and they came on. Um, So thanks again. And we will be back next week with a full show. We're probably going to do our favorite tag teams. Thank you to the Ringside Podcast for suggesting that to us. They are a newer podcast, kind of like us, but they have a lot of fun and it's three buddies hanging out and basically talking wrestling, which is, I guess, what a lot of us do. Uh, you could follow, again, us on Twitter at ppwpodcast, ppwpodcast.gmail.com, at Positive Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes. I'm Steve Fountas, and we will see you guys next week with a brand-new full show with much better audio quality. I promise. Thanks, guys.